I thought you had to win a battle to be a DJ. Like I, I was ashamed. <laughs> I didn't want people to think that I just took the DJ name without having earned it. Uh, uh, yeah, you got to earn the so, chops, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I mean, I just didn't know how it worked. I didn't know the rules. And this was kind of before the internet just had a lot of information available. I just thought, man, I, I might do I feel like a DJ needs to give me like a DJ name, like kind of like knighthood. Yeah. Got a beard and it's looking something fierce. Having beers with one beers and talking rap careers. Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears. Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears. I'm bringing you fresh music. I'm bringing fresh ideas. I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers. Chilling after shows and talking about the pain with people who learned how to face it and be sane. On a brew, doing interviews. No topics off the table, but we focus on breakthroughs. So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check. You're listening to brews, beards, and shipwrecks. One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce. Royal ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards. Tasty interviews for your ears to hear. One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce. Royal ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards. Tasty interviews for your ears to hear. What's up, world? It's Nomadic Vagabond. You are tuned in to another fresh episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. On this episode, we interview Quiet Entertainer, a DJ, producer, just all-around good dude. Uh, we talked to him about his 100 cups of coffee thing he's been doing, where he's been having 100 cups of coffee with 100 different people. Uh, the relationships he's cultivated from that, uh, just all the goodness it's a lighter episode but a fun episode yet still a deep episode so please tune in enjoy and here we go check it out is this happening now then are we re- yeah we're 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 i mean if you're ready i'm ready sure well yeah i'm i'm already actually sipping on coffee but this is <laughs> this was supposed to be my pre-show coffee um, oh well, but the show can. got here faster than i thought it would <laughs> this is uh I am having coffee as well. So well, let, let me introduce you guys to each other because yeah, yeah. you haven't really met, uh, you know. And we all have fancy names, and then we have names that mom gave us. So, <laughs> uh, so Greg, I want you to meet Clayton, and Hello. Nomadic Vagabond, I want you to meet Quiet Entertainer. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, I'm Greg. And uh, <laughs> I, the only time I ever say, oh, hey, I'm quiet entertainer is like on stage or on some official um, quiet entertainer video I'm putting out. And it's kind of funny. Uh, and really, our mutual friend, Jamie, uh, spoken nerd, he, uh, Nathan, yeah, yeah. really inspired that out of me. He always, he just never says, hey, I'm spoken nerd. Sure. Uh, unless he's like in the middle of rapping or in between songs. And I just thought, Oh, what a, what a cool aesthetic to just be able to yeah, exist and be okay with, yeah, this is my name and I'm just a regular human being. And it's, uh, I, I try to remember that when I'm trying to also <laughs> tell people that I'm larger than life. And, uh, you know, it, it helps to have a great name if you're going to be larger than life though. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, greatness in a name. Uh, greatness is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. <laughs> Nomadic vagabond. I love that your name is also long in two words. And, uh, 
has a lot behind it i imagine yeah i mean there there was times i thought about shortening it or just going because it's easier to say nomadic but i like having those two together because it's a good conversation starter and or like for me there's just a lot of meaning between both of those so yeah absolutely i almost was mr q after a while of being quiet entertaining I was going to be Mr. Q is not bad. Mr. Q or QE. People call me QE sometimes or quiet. Or when I first moved to Nashville and I was pushing this, people thought my first name was quiet. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, and a lot of that, I think that's how it got into some people just calling me quiet the entertainer, which I oh, can't sure. stand. That, that, sure. so they just add that extra V in there and just, just really infuriates me. But not, you know, you shouldn't be truly infuriated over something so small. However, well, and, it and was doing it to me. To be fair, people are what, probably getting it from like Cedric the Entertainer, right? Like they probably are. Like in the back of their mind, they already have like this established name. Yeah. And so actually probably because of that, they hear Quiet Entertainer. It registers as Quiet the Entertainer. And then they're like, oh, I definitely heard of this guy. Yeah. I've heard of him like for years yeah well i think that's what's happening but it will just be they could post a comment or they could say something like right underneath where my name says quiet entertainer and they'll add that (laughs) and it's just so it's just like wow you're just not even trying to not even trying but anyway it's it's all fun you probably get asked this all the time but like how how do you get that name yeah, um, you know what? I'm not asked as often as I'd like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. The, the, I'm glad um, we can help you out there. I used to. <laughs> people used to ask, and now it's just you know, oh, that's that quiet entertainer guy. I watched the yeah. YouTube video yesterday where you were explaining that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, there's a long. Well, there you go. And maybe that's why no one's asking. I'd love it <laughs> if the reason people stopped is because I have it. I have a blog post, I have a video, I have all these ways where you can find out. But if you're just, if you are um, listening to this podcast and don't want to check all that out, basically it was a screen name and an email address first. It was my AOL instant messenger name, America Online. AOL, yeah. And uh, Hotmail specifically was, (laughs) so in college, so I came up with this in college, so like 20 four years ago, I was trying to get my first email address in college. They gave you, uh, based on your major, they give you like C zero S I think it was like C zero S C for computer science. Uh, and then like some number and then at, uh, mtsu.edu where I first went to college, middle Tennessee state. And, uh, I didn't like that email address. He's like, it was hard for me to remember, even though I just pulled it 24 years ago. I'm sure. Uh, I might have got a couple of numbers wrong, but I wanted an email address and an instant messenger name that was like me. And that was uh, Mm -hmm. something that didn't have numbers in it. Um, There was a lot of band names with numbers and just a lot of like people just had no. I was like, I don't want to just be like Greg Freeman. Uh, seven right. eight or or whatever so boring i need like a i need an alias an identity a moniker and uh um, yeah at the time i was into the i i was a, in high school i was a theater kid and um i also in college 
was doing theater, but I was also, that was like the beginnings of, I grew up going to church, but it was kind of not really my decision to go. I was forced to go. So in college, it was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to go just to like really see what it is on my own. Um, one of the things that was appealing, I wanted to be more humble as a person uh, and more, um, I just didn't want to come off a certain way as an actor, or as a performer. And so the name was a reminder. It was an email address, an instant messenger handle. Sure. But the name Quiet Entertainer for me was uh, to let your art speak for itself and to not um, be conceited or, um, you know, just real braggadocious about it and just let what you do, let, yeah. let you be so good. Like, you know, actually the quote now is uh, so good they can't ignore you. Uh, this mm. quote. Yeah. I wanted to do something like that with my acting or just whatever I was doing in life. Um, yeah. And so I, I just kind of grew into that and leaned into it. And then when I finally started doing music many years later, uh, I already had a name in place. I didn't want to be like DJ blank. Uh, I yeah. thought you had to win a battle to be a DJ. Like I, I was ashamed. <laughs> I didn't want people to think that I just took the DJ name without having earned it. Uh, uh, yeah, you got to earn the so, chops, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want, I mean, I just didn't know how it worked. I didn't know the rules. And this was kind of before the internet just had a lot of information available. I just thought, man, I, I might do, I feel like a DJ needs to give me like a DJ name, like kind of like knighthood. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. So yeah, um, Quiet Entertainer was just already the name in place. It was already like sure. my online persona. And so I just took it as a music name. And here we are. You know, I, I always like hearing how people get their their uh, stage names and especially like rap guys or DJs. Right. Because we always have um, the more wild names. Right. Like we don't we don't typically just take an ordinary name that's different. We take something that's completely out of the ordinary, uh, like like quiet entertainer, right? But I think this is the first time I've ever heard anybody say it started with an email address. And that's pretty great. Yeah, it was- You still uh, have the Hotmail? I can still log into, <laughs> I can still log into that first Hotmail address and check it. Um, Hotmail is taken over by Microsoft and it's really weird still, but that login does still work. And I think it just takes you to like, Microsoft. Uh, yeah. You can, I still have it as like my Skype login. I had Skype a long time ago. Oh yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it's really, it, it has just stood the test of time. I, I've still never seen anyone else even use that phrase. Uh, I have it on Google alerts. Occasionally someone will come up, well, it'll come up as like a misspell. Someone tried to say something else like quite the entertainer. Oh, sure. Again, it's just like the uh, another yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, you know, and Mute Math, I think um, they came, I think that name came from their email address of the drummer. Really? Um, I don't know the exact how he came up with that phrase, but that I know that was his email handle. But um, speaking of DJs coming up with their names, I thought that or at least I heard that DJs, again, going back to battling, you yeah. chose a name based on like a record sample you had. So you were going to use a sample in your battle. Mm. To, oh, uh, word. Yeah. To, to like kind of say who you were or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A lot of DJs 
would pick their DJ name based on whatever cool sample they could find that they were going to flip in a battle. Yeah, um, that's true. And so that is another thing. And again, having not battled or having not tried to do that, I just was really uh, embarrassed to kind of say, oh, I'm DJ, whatever, without yeah. having gone through that. So I just kept this other name that was going to be my thing. Have you since gone through DJ battles? Or no. Or you just stayed uh, away from that? I just, uh, the things that... Um, the things that people usually look for in battles to judge, those are the things that I've never had the chops to do, or I've never, it, it takes a long time to learn those skills. It's kind of, I was having this conversation the other day, being classically trained in any instrument, uh, it just takes so many hours. Uh, and I started sure. so late in life. By the time I started DJing, everybody who I considered good was our had been DJing for a long time. Uh, so like cutting, scratching, beat juggling, all, uh, all those things are, were skills that, you know, you really have to sit and just practice and hone in yeah. much like a, much like a pianist or a guitar player. And uh, at sure. my age, maybe I have no excuse, but at the time back then, I just wanted to, I just wanted to know more about it. And I just felt so, um, I just I was just so fascinated by the art form but uh again going back to spoken nerd shout out he yeah I have to shout him out I have to shout out Dub T the musical mastermind who I uh, did a, a group called Ill Gravy with um they both knew that I wanted to be a DJ but I was just too shy and again <clears throat> I I think I overcompensated on trying to keep myself humble and then I turned myself into a really shy person um so I was just too scared and embarrassed and to ever book sure. a show or ever do a thing. And they just started booking me and make, making me DJ for them um, <laughs> as before part of, I was ready, before I was any good. As part of uh, this crew called Ill Gravy? Or Yeah, so yeah, Ill Gravy was myself and uh, Dub T. And we, when I transferred, I went to Johnson Bible College. They had a media program and so we both were in the media program and decided for our sound so we had to have a, a project for our sound design advanced sound design and so we okay. decided that our project we were going to make a rap record because we both he wanted to be he was more he was doing folk music and so on and I wanted to be a DJ so I was like we should do a project like a rap record for our sound design final. And so, yeah, I produced, we co-produced uh, the Ill Gravy EP and I did, I did a lot of the engineering and I did turntable cuts and he played a lot of the instruments and wrote the raps. And, wow. Uh, yeah, and I, that was my first experience and I just wasn't good as a performer. And then uh, when I moved to Nashville, my only experience prior to that was doing Ill Gravy, um, sure. along with one other show, I did one solo show and that was really the genesis of like what I do now, but. Okay. Um, and what, was that something you went and looked for or that just fell into your lap and you're like, sure, I could do a solo show. Yeah, it, it fell into my lap. So I was a youth pastor in 
Okay. Rockford, Illinois, for about 18 months. Oh, Rockford. I think you and I might have had this uh, conversation at some point because. Yeah, uh, very possible. Um, I played in Rockford a couple of times. So I got good memories really? of, that, of that place. I got a pint glass from Rockford. You played in Rockford. Do you remember where? <sighs> Not really. It was like a community church. Uh, they had us a couple of times, and one time it was for. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, we were the halftime show for everybody who chose to go to the church. Uh, they were stuck with Royal Ruckus instead of, you know, I don't know, whatever titties were hanging out that year or something. Uh, uh, I, I don't know that, what happens at halftime. I think the titty year was 2003, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm keeping track, 2004. No, but I remember because it was like the year right before I got married. So it was 03. Okay. Then All that right. is probably 100% the year that we were the halftime entertainment so <laughs> that was I didn't think uh, I was literally saying it anyway go ahead back back to Rockford magnificent what? historical <laughs> right look what we uh, missed where were you I, I know where I was when I saw <laughs> anyway um so I was <laughs> um I was a youth pastor and um yeah, so I had had I did ill gravy in college, and um, wow. Then I thought, okay, well that that's over. I got to go find a real job, and I got to you know hustle. I was trying to get radio work, it didn't work out. Um, so I ended up well. I have a degree from a Bible college. I should be a youth pastor. So I went up there as a youth pastor, and meanwhile, and this is at the height. This is the apex of MySpace era. Uh, everyone had a MySpace, and um, I decided to make a MySpace for Quiet Entertainer, okay. uh, and I just put, I started making beats on Fruity Loops, and these beats were, I was trying to just, I, I don't know, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, I was, because they didn't, they didn't have this in college, like, this is something I, I had just downloaded, and then I eventually bought the real version, and just started making, trying to remix Ill Gravy songs, and then the remixes got just more and more like too much, like too involved to have like vocals on it. And I started just making more and more, like adding more to the same beats until they were yeah. like, these are our, these are its own songs now, kind of. Sure. So I, uh, I just had a little MySpace page up with those beats. Um, and as I was a youth pastor, I started hanging out with kids. Um, I used to go to this Denny's and um, these kids were there all the time at Denny's. They were not like the church kids. These were like the scene kids that were, you know, they all have like their emo, like punk, screamo bands, hardcore metal bands. And then a bunch of them all had electronic side projects. Uh, so okay. one day I remember Jacoby is the name of this kid. He, used, he came up, it's like, yeah, we're gonna do a, we wanna do a show with just our side projects, just our like electronics. And we think you should do it. We, we, we want you to play. And uh, I was just honored to be asked to play with my little beats up there. But um, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. Again, I was really yeah. shy and weird about performing. I was like, what would I do? How, like, I said, yes, I'll do it. You know, but sure. I was like, well, now what do I do? I just agreed to play this show. And uh, I came up with what I thought I would do if I were a solo artist doing electronic stuff with whatever my influences were, which at that time was DJ Shadow, Earthsuit, 
and blue man group um, <laughs> eclectic i like i just like what if i were like a one man blue man group doing a dj show with these beats and i put a little thing together a little 25 minute 20 minute set whatever and i invited all the you know the all those kids were going to come anyway i invited all the youth group kids and uh yeah i did we did this show and when i did my set and i just it was like a moment it was like to me it was a very pivotal moment in my life everyone was freaking out like everyone was into it it was the first time and then on the other hand it was the first time i could get the church kids in with like the non-church kids like in the same place and i was just like this is it like music is it like mm. this is where everything we talk about we want to happen like just happens so naturally at a at a show at like a music venue like yeah. if, if you come around and so that was my first and only solo show before i moved to nashville and i uh, i went back to the elders i was like hey this is this thing happened you know uh i just played this show and it was great um they this is the first time i've told this in a recorded on wax fashion but they um <laughs> they were uncomfortable with me pursuing that okay uh, that direction because i needed they wanted me to spend some more time with the church kids um they also wanted me if i wanted to do another show it had to be at the church building oh, right i tried to do um i tried to turn it into like a worship service type thing with the network i called it the network was like my, my the name of my contemporary dj led worship thing yeah. uh but only you know our kids came to that so anyway sure uh I ended up moving to Nashville and started, you know, Spoken Nerd was here. So I ended up doing stuff with him. But yeah, that's kind of how it all started. That was a long that's story. Cool. Thanks for listening. No, that was that was fantastic. How'd you meet, <laughs> how'd you meet uh, Spoken Nerd? Um, Spoken Nerd. So yeah, again, when I was a DJ, or not a DJ, excuse me. When I was a youth pastor in Illinois, um, he was on tour and was gonna play somewhere in Chicago. And uh, Dub T, Ryan, had hit me up, said, hey, my friend's coming through Chicago. You should, y'all should link up, you should check him out. And uh, you've you played in Rockford, so maybe you know, uh, not a lot happening in Rockford sure. that I was into. Um, yeah. I could have, being new, I might not have found all the fun things yet. And uh, also as a pastor, you're, you're, there's not a lot that you're allowed to do or there's not a lot that, uh, anyway, all that sure. to say, as a hip hop fan, I was definitely eager to go see some like live hip hop or go into Chicago. Like I, I was fascinating. So I drove yeah. into Chicago, it's about an hour drive and uh, he played at a little dive bar uh, was like as part of some other show. And yeah, that's how we met. And. Uh, we had just kept in touch when I moved here. He was just the only person I knew. So, yeah, so it was natural to reach out to him and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I met him in Nashville, um, and I think he and I actually can't figure out where we met each other first um, because we definitely, where I remember meeting him was at uh, Pigeon John's show with uh, Black Alicious. 
uh, Pigeon John was opening up for Black Alicious, and uh, there was someone else on on the on on the roster. And um, I don't know. I just met him in the crowd, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But you know, I mean, it was just a conversation at a show. But then another time, we bumped into each other at McCreary's Irish Pub in Franklin, and uh, I think that's where that's where like the friendship took hold. You know. Oh yeah. So. But he's a good like, dude. He, he's been touring a lot uh, for a lot of years. So it, it feels like he knows all the indie rappers out there and then some. Yeah, he has uh, introduced me to a lot of people that, um, yeah, I just had no clue. I don't think I would know yeah. without him. So um, it's been a big help, help to me, big friend of mine. Um, it was fun. I got to DJ his wedding reception uh, nice 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 uh, it, was, it was super cool um i feel like i met you for the first time at like a gma jamie probably right? yeah um i it's, feel like grits was playing with pigeon john yeah yeah you were you were there in the crowd or something like yeah that. Yeah. That okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I didn't re- remember that. That was the f- first time. I didn't remember the first time. It I was met like him. a peanut butter and jam. Yeah, it was like in an art gallery, right? Like a, or it was either the art gallery. So maybe that's it. Oh, the year before, before was in the art gallery with, yeah. So Pigeon John and then the Grits. And then yeah. maybe the next year I saw you again and it was Red Cloud was like the big headliner. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what was that? Was like that, that? That was the rooftop. Yeah, like the roof of that. Church. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So this is crazy because we just had uh, I don't know if you remember the, the dude I was with. Real tall white guy uh, rapper named Jay Quest. Um, so he was with me that, that night at that show. And uh uh, he passed in 2018 and we just had his wife on the show um, to talk about her experiences walking through cancer with him and all that stuff. But oh, that's, man. that's so crazy. You bring that up because I've been thinking like with that show and like preparing for that show. Uh, I was thinking a lot about that night and that time. And uh, my gosh, I think I had a flask on me, which is not something you usually do at GMA. So I probably smelled like <laughs> liquor. You, you might even, your first impressions of me might be that I was a wino. I don't know, but it was a good time. I have to tell you that I did not drink at that time. I probably wouldn't have recognized the smell <laughs> to the point where if someone come in smelling like liquor or something, I just would have no idea. Sure. I really yeah. did not. I didn't start really drinking, drinking until uh, 2012. Okay. Um, and yeah. so now I'm just now I'm just way overboard. Just, just <laughs> uh, like coffee. Just trying. <laughs> I'm trying to substitute and just replace it with coffee now and get caffeine in my system. But so uh, I want to I want to talk about coffee. But before we do, what what well, kind of beer do you drink, man? <clears throat> oh well, so. I never. I just haven't found a beer I like. I'm a, You're I'm a cider a, guy. I'm a cider guy. Mm. Very notorious for drinking cider. And I almost uh, forgot about that. My um, yeah. I just every time I've tried beer, it's just like, oh, this is gross. You have something, <laughs> like my palate has just never. I guess you just keep drinking beer till it tastes good, until your taste buds <laughs> die, or I don't know what well, you're supposed to do. do. You do you drink? Do you drink your coffee black? Yes. 
So try stouts. Okay. I'm like, just because they're, <laughs> I mean, they're roasty, you know, a lot of times they'll have coffee in it, you know, it's just a good parallel. Okay. If uh, Maybe even a coffee stout. Yeah. That, that could be your gateway beer. I've seen a beer. So I just posted on Instagram. Someone sent me a beer and it's called a hundred cups of coffee. Oh, nice. oh my goodness. That's and nice. I just really, I, I want to try it just to see uh, what it tastes like for sure. Yeah, I was on a I was on a tour bus with some guy Mute Math, and I they were all drinking beers, and I wanted to, I just wanted to fit in. It was my first tour, and <laughs> I just I was just like, okay, I'm out here. They're gonna think I'm such a square, you know, just former youth pastor out here on the road, just right? Not drinking, and eventually, you know, I was just like, okay, I'll never be as cool as. <laughs> shout right. out to uh shout out to these guys if they're listening especially the guy i'm about to mention um i uh one of the guys on tour was doing monitors but he was also kind of like in charge of packing and unpacking the trailer uh nate drager and uh we okay. formed a we formed a bond on this tour because i was basically there as an extra set of hands but instead of paying me money they let me open so it was like a way to get more oh. It was That's a way right. to get more uh, help on the tour, but also, you know, help me just live out my dream, you know. But uh, That's a brilliant thing way that, to do it. Yeah, it was it was an awesome deal. But like one of the ways that uh, I was really useful on the tour was just I'm going to help be a part of this trailer, like unpacking and packing. And so me and Drager, uh, we just, you know, that was that was my guy. I was my buddy on tour. So he's always he he just had beer he just had like post-show beers and stuff he's you know very much like if you're gonna be kin to me you know if we're gonna be buzzed we gotta i can't i can't just not i can't just be drinking and you're not drinking like we we gotta like what do you like what what do you what are you gonna do so i just remember thinking man this this corona is bad this uh this bud pbr is bad this this bud bud is gross this everything y'all everything i'm trying right this modello here is is not good so um one of the guys um the tour manager scott's like well have you ever tried cider i mean you know you drink a lot of soda have you ever tried cider yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of sweet like so you know I'm like, i've never tried it so i remember where was this in in milwaukee or madison or somewhere we had a cider for the i had a it, it was like the greatest thing. I was like, yes, I can drink this. What's that? <laughs> I said, are they even allowed to have cider in Milwaukee? I mean, uh, that's, oh, man. that's a piss I, beer town. It, it's, uh, it, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like everywhere I went, it was just all beers. And yeah. there was like one cider at one spot <laughs> in, in uh, somewhere in Wisconsin. I just can't remember. And uh, yeah, I had it. And I was like, yeah, this is it. This is, I'm going to cider and then i you know there's different ciders in different yeah. towns i guess just like beer and uh yeah. i became a cider person at that point so it was all it was like a big deal to see which cider i was going to try and um it's funny i don't know any other cider any you know people try to question my masculinity when i talk about no. cider but um yeah. you know I just, <laughs> i've embraced it yeah no i i like cider too um, oh great all right You're my well, it, it, it's funny because like i usually Simple. just tend to gravitate towards like beer and wine 
but I always forget. I'm like, I like cider. So whenever I have one, I'm like, oh, because it's it's refreshing and not as heavy as beer, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Have you ever had a Basque cider before? Basque? No. Yeah. So yeah. it's from wow. it's from the Basque region of Spain. That's amazing. And they're super tart. Like, Jamie, you might like it because of how you like your kombucha, but it's the first time I yeah. had it, though, because it's like tart and funky. I was like, is this fermented with sweat sock? Because it was just like, <laughs> it was, it's, it's an acquired taste, but I, it's one oh. of those things you either love or hate it, but they, they'll pour it real tall from a bottle and stuff. But it's, you know, it's, a, it's an out there one. If you find it, try it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fermented gonna have to- sweat sock. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah so good. I, I really Try sold that. that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, hey, there's, like, there's okay, yeast yeah, in everything, in you know? <laughs> That's like when people was like, oh, this is gross. Taste it. <laughs> it's like, what? No, you just said it was gross. <laughs> this stinks. Smell it. Yeah, this, this, oh, this smells horrible. <laughs> smell this. <laughs> so what, what is your favorite cider, man? Um, You know what? My favorite cider for a long time was uh, Ace pineapple and i have to mention it here um and it's still i still really like it but now that i've had a lot of different ciders it's really sweet like when i go back to it i was just like wow yeah this was was so sweet but i just like that pineapple taste Um, so ace pineapple uh these days i've been drinking um well angry orchard is always like a i can go i can just go to it like as a basic um, sure I like the Angry Orchard Green Apple, um, but uh, locally here we have Disc Insider, and they make a lot of different uh, nice. types of flavors. And um, they have a flavor called Bob's Your Uncle, and I don't know how to describe it other than to say it's really good. And uh, it's kind of, I mean, a lot of these are apple based or some kind of some kind of fruit base, and uh, tastes pretty good. So. If you're ever in Nashville, check out Disc Insiders. They'll let you sample a bunch. Uh, And that's what I did. And uh, Some bars have it. I had one the other day at um, a place that I, you know, at Cobra, where I sometimes DJ. They're not really, it's it's hard to get out and drink anymore. But they have, they had a, like a, a watermelon hard cider. that was really good um but i was the only person to get it so i don't think they carry it anymore sure so what can i say if you're out there making watermelon ciders whoever you are just (laughs) holler at me and uh i can shout you out if i find out that's right and and maybe maybe buy a case or something i don't know we I'd, i'd be into that uh amazingly I try not to buy a kit. So how's this for irresponsible? I try not okay. to buy cases because then that just means I'm going to have to drink more. <laughs> sure. Right sure. now, I only drink when I go out, which this year, of course, is very limited. So that's uh, smart. That's a good just good me plan. and coffee. If I have a case of cider here, I'll just be, I mean, I can go through a case <laughs> uh, very quickly. So Sure, sure. Well, so take us into coffee. Uh, you've you've been doing a really cool project, but uh, before we get there, you're sipping on coffee right now. Yes. Uh, what what are you sipping on? Because we're uh, we're in three different states, so we're all three of us are sipping on different coffees. Well, here uh, you Less know, soldiers. I don't know what your state is like, but um, in my state and also specifically in my city, it is 
uh, a lot of places are still locked down and yeah. uh, a lot of, well, hold on. Let me back up to say that I don't make my own coffee yet. I've not grown to that level. And sure. I usually just get coffee somewhere. Uh, it's, it's not financially, fiscally responsible, but. Uh, oh, so you, you mean you, you don't at. even really brew your own coffee? I do not brew my own. Wow. It is, I thought you just uh, meant like you didn't uh, roast your own. I, I, was I don't like, roast. I don't even brew it. I just go <laughs> buy it somewhere. Um, a couple of people I've had coffee with have pointed out how absurd that is. And uh, I've been given a lot of suggestions. So what I am drinking right now is McDonald's coffee in a coffee mug. And the reason it's in a coffee mug is I have mixed it and I uh, conveniently cannot find, oh, it's right over here. Uh, coffee with this uh, collagen that I put in it here. Oh, fancy. I mixed the collagen. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a affiliate with Umzu supplements. Ooh, uh, uh, big shout out. With you want to, you want to, you want to shout out your link so people can go buy it. Oh yeah. You know, quietentertainer.com slash U M Z U Umzu, uh, to get, uh, healthy supplements and also learn about your body and how, um, how to fight off disease just naturally through what you eat anyway yeah uh, that's good that's a good shout out man yeah so uh i so this morning is just a, or this afternoon i should say this just mcdonald's coffee because i it's right over here and i had a one o'clock coffee as well before this while wow. scheduled so um yeah my goal was to get to 100 uh before the end of the year so i've been kind of pushing it so anyway, all that to say, that's what I'm drinking now. I usually, there's a couple of spots during the week that I go to, but on Sundays, not a lot of options right here, especially in the afternoon too. That's the, that was the big problem. Finding coffee in the afternoon? Yeah. Uh, just some of the places around here are, are linked to churches or schools or oh, whatever. Sure. And so unless you go to a chain or you go to some place like that, it's just hard on Sunday to get some of the same options I would get during the week. Right. Uh, I used, I used to work at the uh, Starbucks on 21st in Nashville, right by Vandy. Oh, really? Um, that that was did too. Who, what's that? My roommate worked there as well. Oh, really? Uh, is your, is he, is your roommate um, a musician? Yeah, he's a rapper. He raps under the name James Fate. I think I should have just asked you if you were roommates with James. Um, Nate uh, James, I think he was rapping under Nate James at the time, and now he's James Fate. Uh, well, when I met him, he was working at that Starbucks. He's dope, dude. I, fo I follow him on Instagram. Um, oh, yeah. So shout out to James Fate because that guy's got bars for days. Yeah, check out. Uh, James Fate music on Instagram, everybody. He's, uh, he's doing his TikTok duets right now that are crushing it. He's uh, pretty good. Yeah, I just I just saw one yesterday. It was very hot. I mm -hmm. highly recommend it. Um, um, what are y'all drinking coffee-wise then? Vagabond, what you got? Um, so I'm sipping. Uh, so I live out in Portland, Oregon. So I'm hey. sipping some some Drip City um it's by happy cup coffee company 
uh, and they actually they employ special needs people and they give them jobs. So like every bag you get, it'll say packed by somebody. Um, and so this is a single origin Brazil, um, medium roast. And then I'm also drinking it out of, I've got a friend who has a coffee shop out here called Deadstock Coffee. It's a, a sneaker themed coffee shop. So I'm sipping it out of that cup that says coffee should be dope. Um, <laughs> Cause it should be. So um, yeah. And it, I, I tend to like medium roast a little bit more. Nice. All right. I love it. That's very cool. Uh, I should. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, no. I, I, I actually was, was thinking that uh, Clayton was serious earlier when he said that he was drinking Folgers. So no, I'm really I, relieved that he like went over and was yeah. like show and tell <laughs> with some really good stuff. Well, I, I, I was just cause like, you know, cause like Greg was talking about like, you know, since we live in three different States, it'll probably be different coffees. I'm like, well, unless it's Folgers. I gotcha. I gotcha. Sorry. What were, what were you going to say, Greg? I should mention that throughout the coffee journey. Um, so I live, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I live near uh, a place called Uncommon Grounds. And uh, he, since the pandemic or the, since the virus has kind of caused all these lockdowns, his shop has, he's had to close up shop, but he has set up in a church lobby, just a little bar where he wow. serves coffee and takes it for donations. And that's how I've been able to afford uh, doing all these coffees <laughs> a lot of these a lot of these coffees i'll have people come meet me over there and um, he takes it for donations and gives that to the homeless ministries that he works with that's um, awesome and so that i i should shout him out he's been a big part of my coffee journey here um through these hundred cups for sure i definitely couldn't have afforded to do it without um that particular model yeah um, and he's been I'm really thankful to Chuck for that. And that's that's awesome. And Common uh, Grounds in Old Hickory, Tennessee. Everybody check that out. Old Hickory. So I saw currently I located. Yeah, it, that's a beautiful area, isn't it? Um, yeah, I love it. It feels really different from the rest of Nashville, and we're very close to the river here, which feels like a lake more of a lake but uh there's a big section of the river over here so there's a marina it just feels very new england coast type of area that's coast. awesome well i want to tell you guys what i'm drinking and then i want to i want to go into your 100 coffees and uh, learn a little bit about that um so i'm drinking allegro coffee um i'm actually drinking their organic mexico decaf um i just and I'm doing a pour over here. Uh, I was doing a pour over while you guys were talking. Um, and coincidentally, I'm drinking it out of my Whiskerino mug, which has the faces of many Nashvillians as well as other people. Um, it was an event, a four month event where we grew a beard on the internet. And uh, actually this photo over my shoulder is the same as what's on the mug. Um, oh, that's this, cool. This was at a venue. I can't think of the name of it, but if you said it, I'd remember you've probably played there. One of the clubs in Nashville. Um, I don't know if you can recognize it, but that's a view from the stage. Um, but anyway, uh, you, with this, you have to zoom in. Yeah, I'd have to get a... I guess that's uh, just faces. Do you recognize the pillars? 
The pillar, that's Mercy Lounge. Yes, that's right, Mercy Lounge. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, size. Unmistakable. It, it was a good time. And I don't know if you know the rapper Kid Static. Shout out to Kid Static. He's, he's in there. <laughs> oh. No, I don't know him. I Shout out to Nerd again. I, I credit him with introducing me to a lot of uh, no offense to a lot of white bearded rappers. Uh, <laughs> and ironically, uh, James Fate did not have a beard when I met him. And now he's also another bearded rapper. He's got a very nice beard. Um, in fact, That's I was awesome. very self-conscious about getting on this beards and bearded <laughs> podcast. And I was like, I don't have a beard and I, I don't drink brew necessarily unless it's a cider or coffee. So I was just like, wow, I got to step my... You're still welcome here. Have you ever had a beer? <clears throat> not really. Not one I'm proud of, but I do have, there are some pictures of me with facial hair out yeah. there. It's more of a very small, um, just uh, just a hint past like a five o'clock shadow type situation. Uh, I'm kind of, so just imagine this like in like three weeks. Sure. With, with not much going, not ever anything. I wanted like a, like a James Harden, like Black Thought type of beard. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't, it just wasn't happening. It wasn't with, yeah. not with the thickness I wanted. Sure. So sure. Yeah, what it is. I'm an old man now, so I feel like I used to think if I got older, it would grow better. But I don't know if I've <laughs> hair pulls are just not strong. It's never been that strong. Well, Nomadic over here has voluntarily. Um, attacked the sides of his beard in the past week what happened yeah. well so i was just trimming it up a little bit because of having to wear like a face mask all day at work i got tired of eating my beard all the time mm. and uh so i was kind of just trimming it and i was like you know what i was like i haven't seen the sides of my face for years so i was like screw it so i just went one and i was like there's no turning back so you know my wife says i look younger except for all the gray so <laughs> but uh but problem is is like it's december in oregon and it's like 40 degrees so my face is super cold oh, oh yeah <laughs> so i you know there, there's there's the cold it's breeze. like re refresh and regret at the same time so i feel weird <laughs> so don't get me on the good. podcast It'll feel good in the summer. Like that's what I tell people about my bald head. Is like, it sucks right now, but it's worth mm. it in the spring and summer. I don't have a choice. I don't. I can't grow. Like this sure. part does not grow right now. Well, so, there you go. It is what it is. That that kind of narrows the options a little bit. I do not have a lot of options. I have to <laughs> figure out my you know my hat. Get my hat game on and my hoodie game. That's uh, all. That's where I would put my time. Yeah, but you you got a good shaped head though, so it works. Uh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Do, do you get that compliment a lot? I like the shape of your head, Mister <laughs> Mister Freeman. I do. People, yes, people say that. Oh, well, you have a good, you know, head, yeah. good head for being bald. You know, and it's just like, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> I don't have one of those. Been a lot of time working. <laughs> Like I can't take credit, but I'll, I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 10 years ago, uh, I was living in Hawaii and I was getting ready to move. And I had, I don't know, three weeks 
before I moved. And I bought a big thing of corn tortillas at Costco. There were 100 tortillas. And I set it as a personal goal in that three weeks to eat 100 tacos. Now, they did not have to be from those tortillas from Costco, but the tortillas were the inspiration for my 100 taco challenge. And if you go far back enough on my Instagram, you can probably see all 100 tacos. I'm pretty sure 10 years ago, I documented every single taco. Now, you've been documenting some cups of coffee uh, with friends. Tell me about your personal challenge, what gave you the idea, uh, what it's been like, how far along you are, and uh, just, yeah, just take us into that. I remember the taco thing, but I didn't understand what was happening. And I, I know I've seen like you post about tacos and then like, it was like a part of your hip hop. Like I always want to, it's, it's an annual challenge now. <laughs> so it's, it's not a hundred tacos anymore, but it's one week of tacos now. Yeah. And, uh, nomadic. Yeah, hip -hop and taco yeah. I've seen that and just thought, okay, he just likes tacos. And <laughs> That's what I thought too. I, I, <laughs> I'm so, okay. You just, you answered a question that I didn't know I had until I was like, yes, I've seen that. Um, so the hundred cups for me, um, it started because, so in quarantine, in lockdown, I've been here and you'll see the tie-in when it happens. I did a performance video where I took one of my old songs Okay. And like reworked it and did a solo performance. I had the, uh, I had the whole, really, I wanted to showcase like the guitar hero thing that I've been doing with uh, electronics. So I took one of my songs and I redid it, posted it, got a good response. And one guy was uh, a guy that, um, this is a long, I mean, I'm trying, I'll try to cut to like the good stuff do what you gotta he, do man he uh he saw this video now this is someone who bought my he's jason he bought my album like 10 years ago and so when he saw this performance of an older song he liked it and sent it to his kids who were in college and they had like a good moment he hit me up and was like hey it was great to see you doing still doing your thing i sent this to my kids and you know we talked about his kids and how they used to listen to my album 10 years ago like when they were little now they're gone. Yeah. so they had like a good family moment of like just listen like remembering that they used to listen to quiet entertainment it was really cool i was like man like well what else is going on with you you know and actually he's like you want to jump on a call you know so we sure we got on the phone and just kind of talked and chopped it up and like talked about family and work and how the pandemic's affecting us and just a lot of life stuff it was just really cool and i was like yeah. hey it was really great to connect and just talk like you know like regular people <laughs> like what like that was great and he was just like yeah man i should um do you want to be my cup of the day and i was your 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 what your cup of the what um <laughs> and so he's been doing these cups of the day and what he had done was when he lost his job he did a hundred cups in a hundred days uh, to drum up business for like his marketing, social media, business consulting type stuff that he did. Sure. Um, and then when he passed a hundred, he had, he had just built this huge network and then he still does cups of the day. And 
I just thought to myself, man, I should do a cup. I should do a hundred cups of coffee. And um, so nice. Jason does a thing called hundred cups Academy, where he teaches people how to network naturally and doing the, with, through doing the hundred cups method, which he's trying to, trying to kind of develop and champion people to do a hundred cups of different stuff, but I don't think they use it in the way that he does. So anyway, yeah. he, he gave me a hundred, he gave me a scholarship and just a, you know, a hundred cups scholarship to his Academy. If I promise to do a hundred cups at some point, as long as wow. I documented it. And yeah. I just thought, okay, how, how, um, how hard can that be? And I did that. I took a, I took, um, it was a series of Zoom calls with him and a few other people that were trying to do this method. And um, really there is no, to me, there is no real method other than you should just do it. And so I just started, I, um, I just thought it would be cool. At the time I was doing this, um, I mean, I'm still doing an artist financial program and I thought it would be cool to, do a hundred cups with musicians and kind of talk about the program, but also just to connect and see if there's anything going on. Yeah. What happened was I opened it up. So that was my original agenda was like, I'm going to talk about the artist financial program. I'm going to network with a hundred musicians. I'm going to maybe sign up a couple of people and help them get funding and uh, help myself as well. Um, but what happened on the first cup was um, my friend, John Brown, he was not a musician and he was a photographer. Mm -hmm. And we ended up having, this is cup number one. We ended up having like a three hour just conversation. Wow. About life, about relationships, about faith, about everything. And we, you know, it was very emotional, you know, we're both like, you know, we're both crying and talking about mm -hmm. stuff we just hadn't talked about, you know, about, you know just really unloading a lot it was just like wow I really needed that you know I didn't get to talk about like the, the artist financial program or anything yeah it was just like oh I I really needed just a good conversation with a human being and just to yeah. connect and so I did the second cup I did a second one and it was another like two three hour conversation I didn't talk about the program and it was just like, wow, I really needed that. <laughs> you know, right. same thing. Just like, man, I really needed to talk. They really, they was like, man, this is the best conversation I've had in a long time. I like, I just don't do this with anybody anymore. And yeah. same with me. And I just realized that this is what this is going to be. This is going to be a hundred of these, like yeah. sitting with coffee and like talking and really connecting intentionally um, without agenda and I had an agenda to start and I realized that I had to let that go uh, yeah. or I was going to miss like a really cool thing that was happening with these yeah um and so yeah I uh I picked coffee because to to honor Jason's original sure. idea but also I've committed to coffee because just to get me out of and you know a lot of the bars and things have locked down but right what excited right. me about wanting to take it on was the idea of the this lockdown and quarantine pandemic has taken away my only social outlet, which was shows, going to see shows and going yeah. to 
the nightlife and so on. And all of those conversations, I think what made these conversations so powerful was that my regular show conversation was just like, hey, what's going on? Right. You know, not much. I'm working on this. Oh, cool. You know, hey, we should get together right. soon. Yeah, let's get together. And then like right. you never do. Or right. we have a good conversation. And then the next day you don't remember. It's like, oh, man, I was drinking. I what did we talk about? <laughs> or maybe a refresher. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe I was drinking, maybe they were drinking or maybe they were on something else. Sure. Um, and so it was just like, oh, yeah, I don't like, what do we talk about? Well, we should definitely get together, you know? Yeah. It's just never yeah. happening. And so this, I realized was taking the place of that, but it was doing a better job. Like it was right. Real connection, real conversation. Um, right. It was so the first couple were so great and there were such um, a hit on social media, which I didn't anticipate is I got a lot of people and, you know, I did, I wanted to post and talk about, Oh, I'm doing this. Who's next or who wants to do right. one? I got such a crazy response from a lot of people and I was juggling it with the job. And I was just like, I've got to, um, I've got to like try to sort this out. I was try playing phone tag, trying to schedule and right. what works good with you. Uh, when I put it on Calendly, which is the app I use to schedule everything. <clears throat> once I did that, it kind of like skyrocketed my ability to do it. And I had to force me to just schedule and put things on the calendar with it. And uh, I open it up to anyone to sign up and do one and yeah that has helped me that's that's great really zoom forward with it yeah no i'm, I'm curious did that answer everything i think i covered it all <laughs> yo you, you did you did um i, I want to go a little deeper though because um you know one of the things that that we do with bruised beers and shipwrecks is you know we tend to go a little deeper into difficult things that that people have uh have experienced uh, I'm not asking you to share anybody's story, but what I'm curious about is like, have you noticed any, like, I don't know, I guess what, what's rattling around in my brain is there's a certain level of like raw vulnerability that has to, has to be entered into. Um, but that doesn't come easy for most people. And so there has to be like a mutual trust. Uh, by the time you're having a three hour conversation over coffee and someone is, and you're crying clearly someone has opened up uh what like what do you see like what what leads to that space um or are there any trends that you're seeing or any any commonalities you're seeing in these conversations you're having yeah um the trend that i see with these well first of all i do post i don't record or i, I don't you know right. Part of it is just the understanding that the conversation is private, yeah. but <clears throat> I'd have been kind of doing a little synopsis for social media. And so I think the understanding that, oh, oh, oh I should back up. When I do the synopsis, I kind of give little snippets of like the types of topics that we could talk about uh, based on what 
the other conversations have been. And so right. Right. when someone reads that and I, I think they just think, oh, okay, this is stuff that's on my mind that I haven't had an outlet to talk about with anybody. Yeah. No one has really, and I think this is everybody's like, I haven't had an opportunity to just slow down and talk to anyone about anything. And so when yeah. you finally get to this place, the trend I'm seeing is most people want to jump right in and they have a lot to talk about mm -hmm. and no one has ever stopped to talk to them about it or they haven't had time. Right. Everyone is so busy that we haven't had a chance to just like, okay, what do I want to talk about? What, you know, so most of the time I end up listening a lot and just yeah. letting people talk about whatever. And especially this year, a lot of people are really charged up about whatever issue yeah. you want to name Right. Yeah. You know, and not to mention whatever is going on personally. So sure. usually I have to like, you know, I don't want to quench the fire of whatever they want to talk about. But I just have to get people to like, whoa, yeah, let's, uh, you know, because they just start blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, wait, let's let's uh, let's settle in right. and just like, you know, I want to hear everything you have to say. Let's let's. Uh, let's pause and like make sure it's not like a complete emotional dump so that a conversation right. can have can take place versus right. a therapy session as i say because you're not the you're not the quiet therapist right i am not <laughs> exactly um i have had to really work to keep that from happening um on both sides, sometimes I can right. go, you know, you've experienced both of you that I can go for a while if I, if yeah. left unchecked. And so we, I, the, the trend that I see most is like, okay, let me just tell you my entire life story and let's, let's dump into it. Because a lot of these people are people I've never talked to. I've never sure. allowed this type of conversation to happen because of the, the nature of how we know each other through shows or yeah. either just online or whatever, so. Have you felt like um, sort of interior obstacles within you um, with some of the people you don't know as well? Um, is it harder to get into those conversations? Is there anything that, that you do to like make it a little more accessible for you or does it, does it just kind of come naturally? Um, for me, well, you know what, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty good listener anyway. And so I default to just being quiet. Usually uh, that, I, that's just a yeah. skill. I was a quiet person anyway. And then it's just a skill I've leaned into because of the, because of the name and because of the, the expectation. I think um, if it's someone I don't know, and a lot of times it is like these have been people that are friends or acquaintances or whatever. Yeah. Someone I don't know, I usually have. And I don't, again, I don't come in with prepared questions because I don't want it to be scripted or like feel like a, an interview or anything. Yeah, but yeah. I always start with something like, well, what made you want to do the hundred cups? <clears throat> and usually that will get people that's like a good like start the ball rolling and I get into like whatever they wanted to talk about <clears throat> and usually I can if you're an active listener you can kind of see where the conversation is going to go or kind of get a feel for 
the types of things that they are, are equipped to talk about. And if it's something you are also, then it ends up being a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, most of the conversations I'd say have been pretty good and pretty good back and forth. And a lot of it comes through just listening. Yeah. 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 I've had, I, I feel like only one of these was just like, oh, just really short answer, really like, um, just really like, you know, not really have much to give in the conversation. And I can only do so much, you know, I'm trying to like pull yeah. answers. <clears throat> um, right. And I don't have a lot to offer. You know, I don't want to just talk about myself per se, because really, if you were to ask me a lot about myself right now, I'd have to talk about the coffees and talk about music <laughs> and then, sure. uh, you know, talk about being single or something like that. It was not like I have a lot to say. So I'm hoping for like give and take and back and forth and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's easier if someone, ha most of the time people have, and that's the thing, like I say, it is so rare to like sit down and just talk to someone that people yeah. like start, like people are so ready to like speak their mind or so ready to yeah. just vent about whatever. It's easy to get into conversation usually. Well, I, I, th I think sometimes too, when people are invited to go deeper, uh, they're going into a space that uh, they don't get to do very often. And while, you know, social media has allowed us to have every thought published that we could possibly have, uh, we, we still tend to share a certain set of thoughts that make us look a certain way. Um, and, and that's actually probably good. I mean, some of that stuff is really better for private conversation and, and not necessarily sprayed out there for tens of thousands of people to read. But I think when there is that space for for someone to, to share and to share in a way that they, they don't feel like it's necessarily uh, going to be criticized or judged. Like they can actually open up and be real. It's a new space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to, I mean, there's so many people I'm thinking of right now, just throughout the coffees. Um, I always give a disclaimer. I say, Oh, you know, this conversation is not going to be recorded. And then I say, you're not going to go viral or get canceled for anything you say. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And usually it's true. I did have one unfortunate um, backlash, I guess. Okay. From posting, I, I mean, not for our conversation. Our, our conversation, I thought, went really well. But I think a lot of people who follow me on social media lean one way politically uh, and... Sure this person leans the other way and has like a whole social media presence um, to back that up. And so when I, you know, I try to promote and, and, and talk about what they're doing and how, you know, who they are. So right. right. Like a lot of my people like went after this person. And so it was, mm. um, it was, I don't, not what I expected. Sure. And I tried to back, you know, I try to 
you know, support and back people up, but, you know, I can't explain away, like, well, why did you post that? What do you, yeah, about? yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, people and, have their own views. So I was like, I just expect, you know, I guess you're going to be able to back up your own sure viewpoint. But um, yeah, it was, that was an unfortunate one. But yeah, most of these is just like, yeah, giving people a place where they can talk. And uh, yeah, one of my conversations, she she was someone who I had always seen out at shows and we always like start to talk but it's never like a good place yeah have like the type of conversation that we Tough. could see I can see this would be a deep conversation this isn't the time or place right and having that happen a lot at like a lot of shows so I remember when we finally did have like coffee it was just like yeah you know I've been meaning like I've always wanted to talk to someone about this and it's never the right time because I'm always at a show or I'm always at this or at work. No one will, is in, interested in this or it's not the right time and place at work. And so that's yeah. the type of, I'm proud of having that um, expectation set on the types of conversations that could happen. Yeah. Coffee is just like, I mean, just like this podcast, you know, with the shipwrecks or the different things like, oh, you know, this is a place where we right. can talk about whatever. So, yeah, I feel good about that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Clayton, did you did you have some stuff you were wanting to ask? Um, well, I was just going to say it's like I think that's that's the difficult thing with like social media. It, it's it's like the curse and the blessing because it's like you know sometimes like when you post something you can be very self-conscious of it and you're like okay well who's gonna get upset by this you know or you know for me it's like you know like because i'm a man of faith a christian and things it's like sometimes like, okay if i post this like all my people who don't believe this might get upset or you know or is this too hip-hop for these people you know what i mean and so sometimes it can yeah. kind of cause that and so but like you're saying, Greg, as far as like not having the, the the whole cancel thing. And I think that's what I I love about even the times I listened to this podcast before being on it was just the openness for people to be vulnerable and be heard and um, feel feel safe and cared for, you know. And I mean that's that's a delicate balance. Yeah. Yeah. I to me that is um it was important for me to make it clear that I'm not, even though I talk about the conversation, it still is private. Like it's, um, yeah. I'm not yeah. giving the details or the intimate knowledge or the whatever. I don't I, I want people to feel like um, it's okay to like, just talk about whatever and putting that out there at the very beginning, I think has helped the, you know, has helped the the conversation i've had a lot of podcast offers um since starting this as far as like hey i want you know i want to start a podcast with you or i want this is a great podcast idea uh we should start one where you do this and um i always kind of just say well you know that's this has become and again completely different from when i started yeah. Like it's kind right. of taken over to where like, no, it's important to like, this is just a no agenda conversation. Yeah, sure. Where sure. 
is not being documented. Like no one can go listen to it. Like you have to come in and be engaged in that moment. And like, then it's gone, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. We have this memory of this conversation and what we, whatever we talked about and it's important to us in that moment. Um, it has become important on social media to a lot of people who've been following along, like the, just to see, I guess, if I'm going to get to 100 and to kind of read about, <laughs> I, you know, people are reading about other people and kind of getting to know people peripherally um, that they wouldn't have known otherwise. But otherwise, yeah, I, I like that it is um, just one moment in time. And I think that is what has given people the, the bravery to kind of open up and you know right right what happens with coffee stays with coffee you know sure something like that i i, I will say though if you ever did decide to run with that with a podcast it could be a good podcast but i see the importance of the conversation itself and and one of the reasons i wanted to have you on here is i think um this is the sort of thing we can all be doing and uh, particularly right now where things are difficult um, for everyone where, you know, the, this year there's been like a lot of angst on like an individual level, but also on a major societal level uh, internationally, there's, you know, a lot of difficulties with uh, the coronavirus and uncertainty about the future. People are stressed out and sometimes just opening yourself up to having those conversations makes a huge difference. Um, and it, even if it's uh, with the cashier, um, you know, a friendly word that's that's kind and genuine, or or a genuine "how you doing" uh, instead of just simple formality can make a huge difference in someone's life. I think. Maybe I'm being too simplistic, but I I tend I tend to think it's uh, it bears out in reality. I, I don't think you're being too simplistic. Cause I have many people like, you know, working at a grocery store, there's, you know, we, we've got a lot of people who will just lash out, you know, who are just frustrated and angry and that's hard to deal with. But then also we have some people like, I'm just going about my job and they're like, Hey, thank you for being here. And I was like, yeah. thank you. You know? So, I mean, sometimes sim simplicity is best. Yeah. Layton, yeah. do you work at a grocery store? Yeah, I do. I'm uh, I work in the beer and wine department. Oh, it's a beer and wine store. No, it's like a like a local supermarket out in the northwest. But I'm I work in the beer and wine section. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he's the craft guru. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah no wonder. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> That's now. Well, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time to have a cup a cup of coffee with us uh, and allowing us to record this different conversation, but also to take us in a little bit into your life and uh, how you got to where you, where you are. Um, there's so much more we could have covered. I'm certain of it, but uh, I'm curious what, what you got on the horizon. Um, what, what are you up to when this is done? Do you have music plans right now? Or are you, or are you taking it a day at a time? What's going on with all that? Um, yeah. So Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. Um, the thing I'm most excited about right now is something that happened during quarantine was I did a, 
uh, performance with my live band. So I, I have the DJ uh, project and I have the live band version of that project. We did a live from home performance that was nice. streamed on Facebook, YouTube, IG, and uh, Twitch. Uh, we recorded that. It sounded really great. And then we did a DVD of the performance. And so I'm Fantastic. just kind of pushing. Like, so it, this is it right here. Look at that. I am so proud of this. This is like my favorite thing that I've ever done. It's my favorite project I've ever put out as an artist. And so this is brand new. I'm trying to uh, put these out there. And um, I'm pushing that. I'm definitely working on another this so i have like my electronic stuff i have the hip-hop record and this is the band record and so now i'm ready to go back and do another hip-hop thing um nice. before i do another electronic thing but um i'm kind of just pushing these dvds um i'm hoping where, where, to where can uh we get that yeah so i have links to it on all my social medias if you search for quiet entertainer if you search quiet entertainer in Google and then you type in DVD, you'll probably see it. But the nice. link to it is quietentertainer.com slash QEO dash DVD. Nice. Uh, QEO stands for quiet entertainer orchestra. I love it. Um, so yeah, if you go to that link, it will take you straight to the page to get the DVD. Um, and this is horrible salesmanship, but you can watch <laughs> it. You can watch it for free um on youtube instagram facebook it like the full video is nice. on all those platforms to watch because we did the stream this yeah. is just for people who want to support me and the band right and um want to put money directly into my pocket um so yeah, like so, coffee but it is, <laughs> right. it is uh, yeah it'll go to coffee i'm sure but uh yeah. no th this is the thing I'm most proud of, and especially because we did it at a time where music was halted and the industry, we're all kind of feeling sorry right. for ourselves. And right. This project has kind of happened because of just being able to quiet down and say, what can we do yeah. to, to just yeah. keep moving forward? Um, I hope to get more into acting. I've tried to get that muscle going again during this time um with uh, just in the downtime i guess but um we shall see but um yeah i'm doing that and i guess that's the main thing i'm gonna finish so the goal i did my first coffee in july and the goal was to do 100 before the end of the year and so i will hit that goal sometime uh in the next two weeks nice um so that's gonna be that's gonna be cool and just under I, the wire <laughs> yeah and then uh i hope to take a take a coffee break probably <laughs> been, sip some tea it's yeah. been exhausting <laughs> it's been a lot of coffee and a lot of social media posting and yeah it's been something but yeah definitely that's um so where can people go to find like a so can everybody find like all your music at the um, quietentertainer.com? Yeah, quietentertainer.com. Um, if you were to go, 
uh, you know, if you were to type in quietentertainer.com slash Spotify or search quiet entertainer on Spotify, you would get there. Um, I'm quiet and I'm on Bandcamp as well. And um, if you support any of those, the best place I think to support me would just be, um, I think the best thing for people to do if they really want to get into it is to just buy that DVD. But sure. yeah, I am, yeah. I, it, quietentertainer.com is the thing. Uh, and I am on the streaming platforms for sure. Very nice. Uh, you know, I, I want to say that you've been, um, you've been very active on social media for a long time doing your, your, um, quiet entertainment, quiet entertainer stuff. I've looked up to you. Um, in fact, I don't think I've ever told you this, but, um, you once had a blog post somewhere about how to get your stuff on Pandora and this oh, is yeah. true, right? I'm not making this up like the yeah. last story. Okay, good. I just yeah. had to make sure I'm not making up more stories. Um, you had a blog post and I followed your method to the T and I had to because we, we had been dropped from the record label and we were in this weird space where it was like we were getting no love from the streaming and, uh, and I needed to get us on Pandora and it was weird because there'd be a Royal Ruckus station, but they didn't have any of our music. You'd, you'd type in Royal Ruckus and it'd just be all this Christian rap stuff most of which didn't sound anything like us. It was just lumped with us because it was Christian rap. Right. Uh, now we've got more on Pandora. I don't, I don't know if following your method had anything to do with it, but I followed your method. And uh, ever since then, I've always just looked at you as like the guy who knows what he's doing. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. I wish we could talk about this more because I had no <laughs> idea about that. I did make that post like eight years ago or... 10 years ago I, I feel like it was at least 10 and um, um i i you know as you can see in that post i that's just exactly what i did i didn't know yeah. what i was doing even then i was just doing it i was just i just did a bunch of stuff <laughs> to well, see it what worked and uh i am so happy that no one has ever has ever in 10 years said to me hey i followed your advice Oh. I got my music on Pandora. Like well, I, ever. I have I have failed then because uh, so something I didn't mention here, but you know this. Uh, Nomadic may not know this. You've DJed um, backing me up a couple of times in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, there was there was a show also at uh, what's that festival? Audio Feed. Yeah. You were, you were supposed to back me up there too, but you guys had car problems. We and, did uh, not make it in time. Didn't make it in time. So but I feel after, had nothing to do with me, but I feel responsible. So I just no, you're you're you were good. You were good. <laughs> uh, it did end up looking like amateur hour though, because I for I, I ran everything off my iPhone at that festival and forgot to put it on silent, and I got a, a phone call in the middle of my show. <laughs> was it for me? Was it no? no. Was I calling to say I wasn't going to make it? <laughs> That would be terrible. That, that was a story I should have run with. Uh, they didn't invite me back the next year. I think it had something to do with the iPhone. But uh, oh, man. but no, I mean, it's it's funny because even though, you know, we've performed together, I never even thought to tell you that. But uh, I'm glad I remembered today. Man, that's incredible. I'm really happy to hear that. I just, I, 
though I was making those blog posts and I just never got feedback and it was wow the blog is still there but like I just was not I just felt like man I'm just talking to the the ether and um now you that is so incredible like I'm I don't know if you can tell I'm seriously like (laughs) wow like I'm really happy to hear that. Like, so you you said you did get it on after doing that method. Like it was on. Yeah. So I I've got music on there. I don't know if that was what it was, but um, like you inspired. Like specifically, I remember back then. I don't think I have to do this anymore. But back then, you had to actually send them a physical CD. Um, yeah, it's it's different you now. To, you had to have it available on Amazon in physical right. form. And so it was because of that that I re-released our old demo, Pocket Lit and Spare Change, which is all streaming out there. But because I wanted to get us on Pandora, I re-released that and did a short run of physical copies just so Amazon could have it in stock and I could get it on Pandora. And yeah. I wouldn't have done any of that if I hadn't read your blog post. Wow. So, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. I, I just feel so accomplished and proud. And- <laughs> I really do. Like, I just, I had no idea. And I, I just, I just hope it would, I just hope it changed something. I just hope it made a difference somehow. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I just really had no idea. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you being on and uh, drink more coffee guys. Yes. I don't know. Coffee. Anybody got anything else you want to say? I, I just, Thank you guys for having me on. Um, this was a fun one, and um, I I just appreciate the time, just the the the, the being intentional and of the intentionality of speaking with someone. I just can't take it for granted um, based on what I've seen yeah. with all these conversations. So um, any choice to include me in conversation is one I appreciate. So. Well, thank you thank you for being part of it yeah